0: again. Thank you. Home again. Here you are for a hot minute <laughs> until I have to go again. Oh god. Yep. I just have to tell everybody that it's my fault we had no episode last week.
1: We don't need to blame anybody. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't mind the break.
0: I'm being accountable. Oh, thank you. Accountability is something I plan on talking about tonight. So, Indeed. It's not the topic of the podcast per se, but I am being accountable for the fact that I was at my niece's wedding which was so fucking fun. And then I was home for one day. And then I was in New Orleans for a work trip for five days, I think. Five days. And typically... A little blurry. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's New Orleans.
1: Typically, we do record on Mondays. And that was the day you were home last week. But like one day
0: home, you needed to not do that. Right. Yeah. And I thought I had plans, which again, I'll get into later. Yeah, we'll get there. Instead, you had a lovely date with me. I did. It was lovely. Margaritas. Yeah, it was very needed. We had more margaritas than I expected. For a Monday point, night? At one point I was like, oh, Michelle, I think he thinks you just ordered two more. And you were like, I did. <laughs> Why wouldn't I have? I, I don't, don't understand. I was
1: really confused that we weren't on the same page right Maybe then. Maybe
0: because I was flying out the next morning, but I mean. You can sleep on a plane. I do have a funny New Orleans story. Well, I have a lot of I'm New sure Orleans stories. I'm sure there's many. But one that I will tell. Please do. My dad met up with me in New Orleans. The last night we were there... We went and listened to some jazz. We were on Bourbon Street. As you do. Doing all kinds of stuff. We're walking down the street and I see these two tarot card readers sitting there like, you know, offering their services in the middle of Bourbon Street. And I said, hey, dad, you want to get your cards read? And he was like, no, like he doesn't believe in any (laughs) of that shit. And I was like, well, I might want to. And he said, go ahead. But I don't have any cash.
1: (laughs) Daddy, can I have some money? I know,
0: which is so not our relationship. But at that point, there were a lot of drinks. So I was like, give me some cash if you have some so I can get my tarot cards read. (laughs) He gives me like 20 bucks. I go sit down and this guy totally looked the part. He had like long white hair and a long white beard. And he was having this very serious discussion with me about my cards. But we were on Bourbon Street. So... (laughs) So nothing was going
1: on around you at all then?
0: (laughs) Nothing? Well, first of all, I could hardly hear him. (laughs) Right. Sorry, Dad, I did not waste your $20. Um, 20
1: bucks, Dad. He he felt
0: like it was wasted the second he handed it to me. Mm -hmm. And then on the street behind him, a guy was laying, who knows, passed out, dead, sleeping, whatever, coked out, I don't know. And in the middle of the most intense part of our discussion... The guy comes to and gets up on his hands and knees and starts crawling around in a circle, <laughs> partially on the street, partially on the sidewalk. So I'm seeing this out of the corner of my eye, and I'm trying to keep a straight face and listen to hear about my destiny. Sure. But fortunately, the guy ended up collapsing and passing out again. Fortunately. <laughs> So I was able to refocus my right. attention. He, he on went my ahead readings. and he passed out and stopped distracting me. So exactly. it was all fine. Did uh,
1: did you learn anything amazing in that session?
0: Eh, you know, nothing earth shattering. Mm, okay, I did have some questions. Like I didn't ask questions, but he addressed some things. Oh, you know, it's but it's all like generic. You know, I do. It's know. like work, yeah. love, uh-huh. parenting, all that stuff. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Was New Orleans kind of getting ready for Halloween? I mean, they've got kind of a, you know, skeletons thing going on there anyway, but did it feel like decorated and ready for Halloween down there?
0: Yeah, it's funny you should say that because a lot of places that we were where there were bones and skulls and skeletons and other things i was like are these up all the time or is this halloween decorations i don't know so Hmm. new orleans is sort of into that spirit anyway for sure so
1: well the creepy ass little doll that's hanging from your front awning is not normally there at your house
0: (laughs) so that's new we did do some halloween decorating yesterday yes funny you should bring up halloween what a great segue yeah
1: it's like i didn't even plan that at all. That's oh. so
0: weird, because I would like to talk about a ghost. Oh, yeah?
1: Have you seen a ghost?
0: <laughs> I guess I have. Oh, my. It feels like it. Uh-oh. But it starts with a story long ago, <laughs> like three weeks ago, <laughs> on Tinder. Oh,
1: I can't wait.
0: <laughs> this is the worst kind of ghost story. I know, right? hmm Especially because we talked about ghosts. Please start from the beginning Okay. There. I was swiping away on Tinder, swiped right on a gent that looked intriguing. He swiped right on me. We got the big, it's a match, notice. Mm -hmm. He messaged me and we started talking. He was a very cool, interesting, intriguing person that was checking a lot of boxes for me. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of boxes that often don't get checked which is partially self imposed, because I tend to sometimes gravitate towards people who don't have their shit together. So weird how we have (laughs) these patterns. Hmm. I know, I don't know why that keeps happening. But he was really great in a lot of ways. We had fantastic conversation on Tinder. And then at one point, we were talking about this podcast, which I never even gave him the name. Sure, Good move. But he said, because we both have to do a bit of negotiating in our jobs. And he said, let's have a negotiation. I would like to request that you don't talk about me on your podcast until I fuck up. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, okay, well, just so you know. We do say nice things about gentlemen on our podcast as well. We sure do. But if you would prefer that I do not talk about you on the podcast until you fuck up, I will not. And he said, okay, now you can ask something of me because this is a negotiation after all. Mm -hmm. And I said, here's what I'd like to ask. If we go out, and I hope we do which we did another spoiler and you decide that I'm not for you or you're not really ready or you don't, whatever, whatever you don't want reason. To continue to see each other. Please just be an adult and tell me and don't do the ghost thing because that has happened to me and friends multiple times. And so I just don't much. understand it. I don't understand why it's hard. And he said to me, I am giving you a no ghosting guarantee. Hmm. And I believed him because he's very adult in many other ways. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, he had work travel and I had work travel. So somewhere in between that work travel, we found a day that we were going to go out and have drinks and whatever. So we went to this cool new restaurant, downtown Seattle. I met up with them after work. Mm -hmm. We had a fabulous time. I really think it was a good time had by all. Either that or he's a real good actor. He walked me back to my office. There was some kissing. It was good kissing. I went home and he messaged me on Tinder to make sure I made it home. And I said, yes, I did. What a gentleman. Very much a gentleman this whole time. Said I had a great time. If you would like, let's switch to texting at this point. He immediately sends me a text. So we have each other's numbers. We exchange a couple of messages.
1: I just like to go on record as saying, I feel like this is the perfect order of operations and I'm proud of you.
0: Thank you. Okay, go ahead. Side note, as a texter, he doesn't like text, 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 which, as you know, drives me crazy. Right. He's got shit going on. I've got shit going on. But I don't want like no communication. Right. Well, and just a little note since I happen to know this
1: part the initial communication you guys had a couple hours of conversation back and forth and maybe it wasn't every second one of you was texting but you know ongoing yeah. conversation getting to know night. each other right which kind of does set a precedent a
0: little bit well, I also feel like when it's early days you know like yeah. you show your interest so everything was great up to this point and mm-hmm. I was happy and you were like wow I haven't seen you this interested in a guy in a I while I say that so he texts me a couple days later and asked me out again. And I said, unfortunately, I can't because I'll be out of town for my niece's wedding. Mm -hmm. How about Monday night, which was the one night I was home between the wedding and literally less than 24 hours home. And he said, Yeah, Monday night sounds great. Let's have dinner like all kinds of exclamation Mm -hmm. points around that. So when I was gone, we texted a little bit. On Sunday, I texted him and said, Hey, how about this plan for dinner? Mm -hmm. proposed a plan. Didn't hear back from him until the next day. And he said, I'm sorry for my lack of response. I'm not trying to be flaky. I've been dealing with a large emergency this weekend. He tends to work a lot on the weekends. So maybe it's a work emergency. And then he said, could we possibly reschedule? So I replied and said, I'm sorry that you're dealing with an emergency. I'm headed out of town again tomorrow. Here's what day I'll be back. Take a look at your schedule. When things calm down, let me know what works for you when you have a sense of that. It's all very civil and mature. I'm a fucking grown up. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't get a response to that text. Mm -hmm. Four days later, when I'm in New Orleans... I take a beat and say, hey, I'm busy at this conference, but I just thought I would check in. I hope things have calmed down for you and you're having a better week, wondering how you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. No response. Mm. So then today, I sent him a text. So it's been over a week since the last time I heard from him. My third text now Mm -hmm. without a response. And I said, hey, just giving it one more shot here, like a final reach out to you mm-hmm. to see what's going on. I said, honestly, I'm a bit perplexed by your lack of response to me. I know that you're not a conflict averse person. I said, I thought we had a great time when we went out. But if you are not interested, and in that is not reciprocated, which I couldn't tell from the kissing and texting and asking out again. Right. That's fine. Just go ahead and tell me. We'll move on. And then I said, I truly hope everything is okay. Never fucking responded. Oh, I did also say that one of the reasons I was perplexed is because I had the no ghost guarantee. Right. But apparently, I need my money back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because he is, in fact, a ghost. Yeah. And he's just gone. And I don't fucking understand. How amazing would it be if he texted while we were recording this? Well, I was going to say I'd feel like an asshole, but I don't no. think I would. Uh-uh. Because even if something major is yeah. happening, if you have over a week and yep. somebody has reached out to you multiple times, it literally takes 10 seconds to be like, I have a lot going on right now. Right. Right. I'll reach out to you as soon as I can, or whatever.
1: Or even to say, so sorry, too much going on, this won't work. Whatever it is. But
0: to literally say, I'm giving you a no ghost guarantee and then fucking ghost, Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. So he fucked up enough to get talked about on the podcast. I am now talking about him on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, because that's some bullshit. No matter
1: what happens from here on out, should he text you, should he not, whatever, this is enough to warrant being talked about. Yeah. A full week. Come on.
0: Yeah, I just don't think that it's that difficult to just really quick hit someone up and be like, no. this is what's going on. Somebody died. I'm in another country. Whatever.
1: Whatever. And honestly, you don't even need to tell. I mean, really, this is still kind of a stranger, right? Like, you don't really know him. He doesn't really know you. He doesn't, neither one of you owe each other anything. But for him to acknowledge that ghosting is shitty, say he would never do that. Mm-hmm. And then not even give you a fucking sentence that takes five seconds to write and say, so sorry, this isn't going to work. Or yeah. so sorry, I'm super tied up. I'll get back to you when I can. Or Something. Right. Just
0: something. Well, super I was fucking talking rude. to our friend, Sarah, who's been on the podcast. Yes. And she was saying that she really believes that, and this has happened to her and other friends of hers, it is because of the apps uh-huh. that men... And women, to be fair, have oh, this certainly. immediate accessibility mm-hmm. to, well, I think she said like all the tits in the world or something <laughs> like that. But like, it's so easy to be distracted, you yeah. know, by something else.
1: Even if you think like, oh, shit, I fucked that one up. Oh, well, there's lots more. Yeah. Right. Right. Even if it's not something about the person.
0: Well, and circling back to my comments about accountability. When I sent that final text, it certainly wasn't me like begging him to pay me some attention. It was me trying to kind of hold him accountable. Like, because I know you are very adult in a lot of ways in your life. Mm -hmm. And you literally said to me, you would never do this. I'm just throwing a little accountability out there in our text thread because You said that you fucking did like it's kind of a dick move, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. So I don't know. I think you handled it very well, very maturely. It sucks. It always feels shitty. Mm -hmm. But you are you are a fucking adult. Do you think I mean, ghosting has got to be so much more frequent now because of the apps. Yes. Before people were meeting on the apps, it had to be way harder to ghost someone, right? I mean, you would
1: have to like change your number.
0: (laughs) Well, what I mean is like, (laughs) you would normally meet through friends or yeah. like at a bar or whatever, somewhere in real life, where maybe you know, the person goes or you know, someone who knows someone right. or whatever. So it's harder Closer to into just your little circle disappear without mm-hmm. explanation. Yeah. I mean, I know you've been subject to some sweet ghosts <sighs> yourself. But
1: <laughs> well, as you we were talking about the, the holding him accountable, I was thinking about the guy, I think I talked about him on like, episode seven or eight or something like the one who's million years ago that you took pictures of his apartment nope that was a different one. oh <laughs> um yeah no i this guy that we went out and we had a conversation on the date about how ghosting was shitty and then after we went out he clearly was doing the slow fade which is not the same as ghosting but he, he was like laying back in the communication. Uh I could
0: absolutely tell that this has changed. A slow fade is still more polite than ghosting, but it's still kind of chicken shit. Well,
1: it's not honest, right? It's not honest. But yeah, so he was doing that. And I was like, he's eventually going to just stop responding. I can tell. So I called him out. And not about that. But I just said, Hey, I had a good time. I'd like to do it again. What do you think? Press the issue? Yeah, right. You know, it wasn't like, what are you doing Saturday or whatever? It was general. I like you. This was fun. Should we do it again? Right. And he said, "I had a good time too, but I'm gonna pass." Oh, that's I'm gonna pass, guy. That guy.
0: God. Yeah. Oof. Would yeah. you rather been ghosted than here? I'm gonna pass.
1: No, because now I have
0: fodder for ever. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's like the other guy apartment picture guy. <laughs> I remember when he ghosted you or he got scared of you taking pictures (laughs) of his
1: apartment. (laughs) If you don't know what we're talking about, please go back to episode 17 called Respectfully, which is a very funny episode anyway. (laughs) And you can learn about my brief stint as a real estate photographer and how I think it got me ghosted. (laughs)
0: Well, I saw him on a dating Yes, you app, did. And it was one of the ones where you didn't have to match to send a message. Yeah. So then I messaged him and I was like, oh my God, you're alive. you alive. <laughs> I wasn't sure what happened to you. <laughs> he ignored me. Of course he did. <laughs> He's probably like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I think I, I sent him other... a little ghost icon too. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the hardest thing to do when this happens to you is not take it personally, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's incredibly hard to not immediately think there's something about me that he really doesn't like. There's well, something dating that I in did. general. I
0: mean it's yeah, you have to be prepared for rejection. Yeah. Or equally as hard. To reject someone else that you're not into.
1: It's tough. Yeah. We've talked about this so much, but most people are not going to be a good match for most other people. Mm -hmm. Right. So to expect that every single person you meet is going to fall in love with you and be upset when it doesn't work out each time mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's unrealistic and you're setting yourself up for disappointment.
0: I think that's harder when you first start because I have oh, for sure. observed a lot of friends Newbies. Who, yeah, are sort of yeah. new to this whole world and they're just getting out of a divorce or they've been married for long enough that apps weren't a thing. When they, familiar yeah, familiar with that. Yeah. I think people always enter the game that's what it feels like oh yeah thinking that it's going to be different than it is they think that it's going to be really clear-cut you see someone you like them they like you boom that's it's your next bright-eyed optimism and it's like no 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 <laughs> it does it doesn't matter if you like yeah. them or they like you or you're attracted or whatever there's all these external factors right. at play right. and it's rarely a smooth ride there are a lot of people like we always say you put your best foot forward sure. on your your dating app, right? Of course, it's an advertisement for yourself. Right. But most people are flawed. What? <laughs> except for us, except for us. It's obviously. <laughs> Jesus,
1: Megan, you scared me for a second.
0: So, when you face that rejection, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning, you do feel like what's wrong with me? Remember yeah. we were talking about this with Amy and mm-hmm. we were like you couldn't feel like even the farther doesn't,
1: doesn't want you. Yeah. It takes a long time to get to a place where you can really sit back and say, okay, this is what actually happened. This is the story I'm telling myself about what just happened. Yeah. I'm completely making this part up because I don't know. I'm filling in the gaps, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know that that guy ghosted me because I took pictures in his apartment.
0: (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) I happen to like that story. You were caught on security camera doing it.
1: (laughs) For good reason. I was, I enjoyed his taste and things.
0: I enjoyed receiving those photos. It's as if I was on the date with you.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: maybe he would have stuck around if I was.
1: Maybe. Hey, one. seriously, all, if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, go back and listen to episode 17. But your brain needs answers. You want to figure out why. It's really hard not to know a reason for something, not to understand why. And so you fill in the blanks. And usually the only, uh, material you have for filling in that blank because you know yourself you don't really know this other person
0: typically so what are you going to fill it with Stuff security
1: exactly
0: <laughs> if you're type a like some of us tend to be you really <clears throat> want to drive towards that answer because you're not used to leaving things unresolved right or up in the air or what other generic analogy could i use not having closure sucks yeah it fucking sucks It does. I would like to say to you, we talked about
1: this as as it was happening. In real time. (laughs) In real time. And it was good to see that you you had those moments of like, oh, no, maybe he, after he met me, he didn't like me. You know, because that's natural. But I feel like you pretty quickly got to a place, at least outwardly, that you can tell there's more going on here. Maybe the more that's going on here is just that he's a dick and he was a good actor. Who
0: knows? That's possible. I think there is a difference between... We went out on a date, and he stopped talking to me after that versus we went out on a date, and he kissed me and exchanged numbers and asked and me out asked again, you out again and then disappeared exactly so. I don't feel probably as insecure as I would if he had just not talked to me again after the date. Right. But I think no matter what, you definitely have those moments of, oh, maybe I read that wrong. Maybe this person isn't into me. This is embarrassing. Like, I guess I completely misread the situation or whatever.
1: Right. I went out with a guy. We had one date like a month ago, six weeks. I don't know. We had a nice time. He was clearly like a friend funny, nice guy. I mean, we just, we had a nice time. It was, it was fine. We had a few things in common and we actually knew a couple of the same people. And, but like afterwards, neither one of us really made an effort to reach out. I think we exchanged a couple messages still on Tinder, never exchanged phone numbers. And we just stopped. But we both did it.
0: Fated, it was, you both slow faded each other. It wasn't even that <laughs> slow, but yeah, it was just like a mutual it fade. Was a fast fade. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. And that shit happens all the time because, like I said, you're not going to be the match for everyone. But something that I've really started to do in the last, I don't know, couple of years, it's really hard to be. Completely honest with someone and say, like, I'm just not into you, man. Like, if that's a tough thing to say to somebody. Sure.
0: Well, right? and it's unkind. I mean, there's a difference between lying and sort of well, white lying to save someone's feelings.
1: That's kind of what I thought, but it feels a hell of a lot better. Like, I feel a hell of a lot better now the way I'm doing things. So I kind of used to do the white lie and sort of come up with some sort of an excuse that they probably recognized was an excuse, frankly, but you know, trying to save face for everyone involved, whatever, and never felt great. And then I started saying, which a couple times was true. And it was a very good way out, I thought, Uh to say, hey, there's this other person I've been talking to, and things are kind of picking up. And I really want to see where that goes which again, sometimes was true. And so that felt good to say. And the response I got to that was always very positive. Thanks for letting me know. I hope, you know, best of luck to you. You know, it felt like a good exit. And I would still say that if that was true now, but the last few times that I've been like, Hey, I'm just not having this, but in a way that's like, thanks so much for hanging out. I even said it to the Tuesday Trump date guy, like, (laughs) It was nice to meet you. Thanks for the conversation. I just didn't feel the connection that I'm looking
0: for. I think he might have been expecting that. Okay, probably. <laughs> he never responded, so I have whatever, a question but. about that. Though. Yeah, and I'll tell you why I'm asking. My question is: Do you think that's more for you or for them? Because if I'm being honest, I would probably rather have a guy who's just not into me say a little white lie to preserve my feelings like, hey, I think I'm just too busy with work to date right now or something. I would probably wonder if he was just saying that, but I still think it's kinder than just being like, hey, after we hung out, I'm really not into you. But that's not what I said, though. I know, but I'm paraphrasing. So I guess what I'm wondering is, are you doing it because it makes you feel better or because you truly think that it would make them feel better to hear that than I'm a white lie? I'm doing it because I think that there's respect in the honesty. Okay.
1: You know, and I even if, if somebody said to me, Hey, well, and it's happened. It's happened all right. all of us. Right. If- the fully honest response of like, hey, it was nice to meet you. I just didn't feel a connection. Okay. And maybe that stings for a second, but I would rather have that completely honest. Because I feel like it's easier to move past something that you know for certain to be true mm-hmm. than it is if you have questions about it. If they're like, I'm just so busy, blah, blah, blah. And you still have this thing in your head. Like, are they just saying that? I just feel like that sting lasts longer, even if it's not as sharp. Than the I just didn't feel a connection.
0: Interesting. I feel the opposite. Hmm. But anything is better than a ghost. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I guess it kind of depends also on how thick your skin is. For some people, the rejection is very poorly received. Right. But it's kind of like, well, this is dating, you know? Right. Like If you're going to jump into this, you have to understand that it's not all going to be like butterflies and excitement. There's going to be some. There's some hard shit. Insecurity and heartbreak too. Yeah, absolutely. That's dating. Honestly, that's part of the reason that I don't
1: like to give my number until I've met somebody because you don't know who the people who aren't going to take that well are before you know who they are, right? So they could play a really good game and present their best self to get the date. And then turn into a obsessive, insecure person who latches on and sends you several paragraph long texts.
0: (laughs) After you talk about them on the podcast because you thought they weren't listening anymore. Oops. what episode is that oh god um it's not about you is what it's called but i don't remember 26 what six or 27 do i don't numbers fucking memorize.
1: i have a head for numbers man okay. i i remember all the phone numbers of my friends from when i was like in high school Weird. i don't know it just i have a numbers brain
0: what about a slow fade or a ghost in relationships that are not dating or romantic in nature friendships friendships, or colleague type relationships, or hard
1: to do if you're in the
0: office. Well, (laughs) just backing away slowly. I I feel like sometimes when you make friends with people from work, it is a true friendship, but it can be a friendship of convenience too. just like a lot of friendships in your life are you meet people you connect with them because you're in similar circumstances. Mm -hmm. And you become good friends. And then as your life changes, it's not as convenient to stay as connected to those people. Yeah. And then there are the people that you intentionally slow fade. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't really think of ghosting a particular friend, but definitely there's been some slow fades in my life.
1: Yeah. Or there's just a big blow up
0: and you're like, I'm done. And then it's over. (laughs) This is over.
1: You know, I think I've talked about this before. I can't remember what episode that was, but some friendships that sort of ran their course and, oh, I think it might've been the boundaries episode. (laughs) I felt at some point like we just weren't on the same page anymore and Mm -hmm. things were more harmful than. they weren't good. But
0: there was never just a disappearance, you know, well, they Uh, might think you actually disappeared for real. (laughs) If they were friends with you, (laughs) you know, filing a missing person's report.
1: (laughs) I think I'm loud enough people still know I'm around even (laughs) if they're not talking to me directly. (laughs) Not everyone is meant to be in your life forever. I genuinely believe that I think that people will come and go some people will grow with you. Mm-hmm. and some people will not and some or you won't grow with them grow or, apart from you right i think that especially as you get older and your life gets more complicated and you you know you're working you're running a household you're raising kids you're doing all these things and If you're in a different phase of life, that certainly makes it harder to maintain the level of relationship you might have had before.
0: Harder, but not impossible. For me, I can tell, you know, really strong, true friendships are the ones that have withstood all those tests, you know, like Courtney. Yeah. She and I have been friends since we worked at a bank together in college. And we've lived in different states, different cities. We've both gotten married, had kids. All these things.
1: But that's someone who grew with you, even though you right. weren't in the same place.
0: But what I'm saying is we haven't even lived in the same city for so many years, mm-hmm. yet we still remain close friends. And every time we see each other, it's as if no time has right. passed at you pick at right all. back up. And, you know, Ash is kind of like that. I know you have people like that, yeah. too. So there are bonds that can withstand those tests. Of Even as you grow and change you still maintain that connection but it's pretty rare yeah some people are you know meant for that for you and some people are not probably more there's more people that are not that you kind of I think so naturally move on from but there's nothing really natural about dating not the way we do it now no i think it's a higher volume too so more opportunity for those kinds of weird interactions and endings
1: yeah it's and all it-
0: part of the game <laughs>
1: I hate that it's a fucking game. I think part of that too, is that it feels like what you're quote supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know? And so even if you don't feel like you're fully in it, you maybe go through the motions and you meet people and like, this is going to sound ridiculous for me to say, but like, I feel like I give good first date, if that makes sense. <laughs> like first what? <laughs> first date, my friend, first date. I'm an outgoing person. I can talk to Pretty much anybody. Right. I can have a good time talking to almost anybody. You can really sing for your supper. (laughs) I can't. That too. Sometimes... Even if I'm like, I can tell this is not gonna be a thing. The fact that I'm still friendly and engaged in the conversation or whatever, yeah, gives some men the wrong idea about that. And so I'm like, oh, uh, sorry, <laughs> I just like people. But then there are times where, it, and really, it's been me for most of this year, like just not fully in it. You think you, know? you
0: want it, you think you're ready, and then you go on some dates and you're <sighs> like, like yeah. this isn't,
1: this, uh, yeah.
0: I think uh, people who are long-term daters tend to go through those. It's cyclical in a way. For sure. I also think that there's certain expectations in society, like similar to a young couple that's been married for a few years. You know, they're going to get the, when are you going to start a family? When are you going to have a baby? When are you going to start trying? You know, that kind of question. If you're a single adult and you see someone that you maybe haven't seen in a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. one of the first questions is always, so are you dating anyone? What's going on there? You know, and so there's pressure. there is kind of a pressure. Like, mm-hmm. people expect, like, well, what are you doing to change your situation? Right. What are right. you doing to fix your situation? And it comes from a good place because people are excited for you because they remember the fun, exciting part about new relationships, but they don't have to think <laughs> about, like, the ghosting, the rejection, oh, and, like, all the other stuff that comes along with dating. Uh-huh.
1: It's uh, it's work. Right. It's work.
0: It is work. And because it is work, just like any marriage or relationship or whatever is, it's not, you know, just all a better roses.
1: Wait, I'm yeah. sorry. So you're saying that when I meet like the one, it's not just going to be easy for the rest of my life?
0: <laughs> I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Fuck! But, <laughs> but because it's work... You have to be mentally prepared and committed. Mm -hmm. And I actually like and respect the people who put on their profiles that they're not looking for anything serious. They're not looking for anything long term. Yeah. They're just looking for a physical connection or to hook up or Or whatever. Or just to
1: hang out with somebody fun and new.
0: Because at least they're being honest. Yeah. They're being honest about like, don't go out with me if what you're looking for is a serious relationship because I'm just here to get fucked.
1: Basically. Yeah. I always come back to this quote and the fact that it was Maya Angelou and we're bringing that up in this context is like, whoa, hilarious to me, but she, I don't remember word for word, but it basically
0: says when somebody tells you who they are, believe them, right? Like when they say they would never ghost you.
1: Well, he didn't tell you who he was. He lied about who he was. That's different. But often, often when you meet people, they'll be like, oh, man, I'm so bad at this or blah, 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 or whatever. Or or, like you're saying, putting out there from the get go what they're looking for. That's huge. And how many times have two people met on a dating app and one of them was very clear about The level of relationship they were looking for. And the other person thought, we'll just start that way. And then maybe I can get them to fall in love with me. You
0: know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And I also think that those kind of ground rules that they lay down on their profile go out the window if somebody looks at someone else and thinks their pictures are really hot. And they're just like, whatever, I'm just going to swipe right because this person's hot.
1: Well, I think that might be a little divided by gender lines. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I don't know. Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe I'm being not me right now by saying that I was in this scenario picturing a guy saying, I'm just looking for casual and a girl like, we'll start that way. And then
0: I'll win him over. You know, I get and I was kind of thinking the other way, maybe like the guy only wants casual, the girls looking for something serious. And he's like, Okay, whatever. She's super hot. I'm gonna oh, swipe that has right. not
1: in. been My experience, not to say that I'm the super hot girl that's going to get somebody (laughs) like that. I'm just saying, I mean, yeah, he could swipe right and maybe tell her that he was into more. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I was trying to talk about the the honesty part of all this, the being honest about what you're looking for and people not believing it, not necessarily lying about things, but someone saying like, oh, he's just saying that because he hasn't met me yet or whatever, Um, that kind of thing. Wow. Okay.
0: That shit happens all the time what else is annoying The tends so to happen many <laughs> do you ever have people that if you're on multiple apps that you match with on multiple apps mm-hmm. and then the conversation never goes anywhere yes it's so annoying it's like Why bother? I've now matched with you multiple times and we'll exchange like two or three messages or all message and they never respond. And I'm like, number one, why are you on here? Number two, maybe I was a fluke match on one app, but you've matched with me on multiple apps. Like, do you want to talk? or not. I got a little bit of intel from the boy side of things here. Okay. The
1: Trump guy told me straight up (laughs) that he just says yes to everyone. Okay. And then bothers to read their profile if they match. And I was like, that's always what we've thought happens. Right. He confirmed it. I'm sure that's not everyone. I I
0: did see a little video of like, there was a compilation of funny Friday videos or something on Reddit. Mm -hmm. And they were from around somebody's well, it's like a college campus. But in the video, this person that was videoing was sitting like three rows up behind this guy who had his phone sitting in his hand on his desk. And he was turned to the left talking to someone. And not even looking at his phone, his thumb was just swiping right, like swipe, 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 just swiping right on every single girl. Exactly. (laughs) But normally, what happens though, Is if they swipe right on you and you swipe right on them and they match and you message them and they decide they didn't want to match, they'll unmatch you. But I have guys in multiple apps that I'm like matched with in every app that are just sitting there. And we've exchanged like a couple messages or something and then nothing.
1: Yeah. Some of them probably don't look at the apps very often or
0: whatever. I mean, who knows? I'm not like losing a lot of sleep over it. I just, (laughs) every time I see (laughs) them there, I'm like, why? That's dumb. You know, you- You can delete those, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: The thing that the Tuesday Trump date guy said was, do you know how much time it would take me if I was going to read every single profile before I said yes or no? And I was like, yes, actually,
0: I do, (laughs) because that's what I do. But yet he did the deep dive into your Facebook and stuff.
1: Yeah. He wanted to make sure I was real before we went out, obviously.
0: Oh, man. Mm -hmm ah uh, dating <laughs> so fun i feel like before we go too far down bitter lane <laughs> we probably better just call it yeah probably
1: um well welcome back again thank I'm you about your glad you're home for however long that back in be.
0: town back on the market <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I was only off for like a week. You're, you're, <laughs> right.
1: You're, you're no ghost guarantee. I know. Up in it's, smoke.
0: It's it was fraudulent.
1: Some real bullshit.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I think it's going to maybe result in some new merch, though. Oh, I can't wait.
1: <laughs> I have ideas. We will call it then. And if you would like to check out what merch we do have already, you can find us on teepublic.com. There's a link on our website, proseccotheory.com. And we um, mostly post on Instagram at Prosecco Theory, sometimes Facebook and Twitter, but really not for a long time. We'll get back there someday when I feel like I have time.
0: We're just I guess, too far gone, I think, on those. No, no. Someday I'll get it back. There's still hope. Okay. I'll get it back. Well, you can, did you already say this? You can always email us at cheers at ProseccoTheory.com. See what can. happens
1: when I try to help. I sort of. I appreciate the help. Yeah. That's fine. Have you been coasted? Tell us about it.
0: Yeah, so I'd like to hear a ghosting story or two to make me feel better.
1: Also, if you need some um, time-wasting fodder, you can go down a big old rabbit hole on uh, TikTok or Instagram Reels with the hashtag ghosted or ghosting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a lot of stories. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and we better cheers it out then. Until next week. Let's try.